Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. Today we are reviewing a Netflix original release, a movie that about 18 months ago we said the original would be the start of a franchise, mm. and it looks like it was the start of a franchise. We're reviewing Enola Holmes 2. Yeah, I looking at our list here, I think this is the first time that, like outside of like Avengers and stuff, that we've reviewed the first movie and then gone back and reviewed the sequel. Like, full episode. Obviously, there's, like, the superhero stuff and, like, Avengers and, you know, Infinity War, Endgame. Like, those are technically sequels, but, like, just, like, random franchises where we got the first one. We said, hey, there's going to be a second one. And now we get to talk about the second one? Yeah, the only other candidate would be um, Sonic, but you never watched the first one. Never reviewed the first one on the pod. So, it came out during the pod, though. So, that could have been a candidate. So, yeah, this is the first time. Um, Coincidentally, we get to do it again next week, too. We never did Black Panther on the pod. No fucking way. Black Panther came out 2018, Ty, pre-pod. Pre-pod-demic. That's how unique this movie is this week. (laughs) Enola Holmes 2, starring Millie Bobby Brown, Henry Cavill. It's the story of Enola Holmes, Sherlock Holmes' sister. It's a murder. I almost said a murder mystery, but it's not even a murder mystery. Well, some people are murdered throughout the the course of the film. I would argue it's the non-murder mystery. It's just the mystery. Um, I'm excited to talk about this film, Ty. I'm, I'm interested to see what you think. Um, and besides that, we don't really got anything else going on. We got Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever next week. Um, I'm kind of killing your bit here right at the top. But next week's episode will be mm. pretty long, I'm sure. So uh, this one might be a little bit shorter, but we'll make up for it next week. It's still going to be fun this week. Let's get into 60% it. 60% of the time, it works every time. John Stamos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't feel so good. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. Now a detective for hire, Enola Holmes takes on her first official case to find a missing girl as the sparks of a dangerous conspiracy ignite a mystery that requires the help of friends and Sherlock himself to unravel. Ty, you ever thought about getting new mics? 
Why, why do you think that? I don't know. I was just literally just looking at mine right now. Mm. And it just looks old. I feel like all the podcasters have those big black mics now. You think? I feel like that's what I always see. Like everyone the fuzzy with. ones, though? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that's like the podcasting mic. And mm. look, we're three years into the game almost. Um, maybe podcasting equipment's cheaper. I don't know. Maybe that'll be your Christmas present. How much do we have in our account? That's confidential, Ty. Just get like throw up, throw up the number of digits in the account on your fingers. Well, there, there, not enough money in the account to what we paid for these. I don't, I don't expect that. I just want to know how much it would cover. I don't know, like seventy bucks. I think I don't hey, know. That's not bad. <laughs> we make that work. Um, Enola Holmes two. Do you know Enola backwards is alone? I did. Yeah, they said it in the first one, Jay. Oh, did they? I'll have you know. Binged them back to back Saturday. Okay, so I said that during the movie. I said, right, Enola Backwards is alone. Yeah. And that just subconsciously came in my mind from the first one. Oh, yeah. I did not remember. It was like a big thing. Like, she wanted, her mom wanted to raise her to be strong and independent alone. Mm. See, that was subconsciously in my mind. I I don't remember much of the first. I'll be honest with you. And you got the benefit of the doubt of watching the first one. Did you watch them back to back? Uh, Watched the first one, took a break, watched the second one, but both on Saturday. How did Victoria feel? Did she like them? She did. Not on Saturday. We did stuff on Saturday. Sunday. Yeah, get it one right. Of, one of the fucking days. Um, yeah, it was Sunday because I didn't have Saints football to watch. <laughs> I did. Like both of them. No, I was asking her opinion. She did. Yours. Good. She liked both of them. Did she fall asleep? No. She really liked them then. Yeah. I don't think she did. Good for her. I'm proud of her. Great films. Her endurance is going up. I could tell. She's she's getting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't remember much about the first one, Ty, if I'm being honest with you. Like... Like, I, I just, I, I don't really remember what happened. Like, throughout the, the second one, I was, like, thinking, like, huh. Like, I, I just kept realizing, like, I don't know what happened. But they made a film, this second one, where you honestly don't really need to know what happened in the first one. Like, they very much made it a film where you can kind of just jump in and watch it without having to worry about missing, you know. Yeah, there's the guy, the love interest, but, like. That's really the only part. Even that, though, you can just, like. Maybe the mom. Like what the fuck's going on with the mom? It's kind of explained in the first one. Yeah, but they she they did like a very quick recap at the beginning. So yeah. uh, there was no Minecraft in this one. Yeah, just fully got rid of the other brother. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see if he comes back. And of course, spoilers as always with all these movie reviews. Um, and they are setting up a what seems like a franchise. I fucking love the team up. They set up the fucking. They drop the uh, the fucking post credit. Yeah, with Watson. Yeah, they they're. You know, we'll, I'm sure we'll get more Nola Holmes films, but now we're they're setting up a. I'm assuming a Henry Cavill, Sherlock, and Holmes and Watson, um, with an actor I like. It's the guy from Yesterday, who uh, I That's think is where very I good in the film. Knew him from. <laughs> I do like that guy. Um, I really like that film. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see what direction they take this and how many of these yeah. Netflix makes because they're gonna just churn out Millie Bobby Brown content until she's like 80 probably. Just so people keep stay subscribed. Good for her. Fuck it. Netflix is weird, man. I feel like Netflix has like the biggest things, yet it's still like struggling, and I feel like everyone's going away from it. Like it's, Stranger Things is probably bigger than any show. It's right now. It's up there, yeah. Game of Thrones. I mean, I don't think House of Dragons bigger than Stranger Things. Game of Thrones, maybe. But Game of Thrones was. I don't know. House of Dragon was huge by the end. Um, but Stranger Things is like a cultural, like... Literally, the biggest, the most simple fucking explanation is drop the binge model. Your shit would get so much more traction and interaction. Do they still do that? Yes. I didn't know that. They've done it, so instead of, like, weekly, like Disney and everybody yeah. else, they'll drop them in blocks, which kind of helps. 
Okay. So you get like three, three episodes or like three, Stranger yeah. Things. You got like the first half and then the finale like a couple weeks later or whatever, which helps. But it isn't consistent. You get like a big spike and then it dries, dies down and then a big spike again. Yeah, and you got to keep that conversation going. You got to go back to weeklies. Well, we saw – I think we talked about this way back in the day when – Disney Plus started doing all the Marvel shows, and Disney Plus wasn't the first ones to revert back to weekly. I mean, Game of Thrones always stayed weekly, but HBO has always been a little bit different because Game of Thrones was HBO. You know, it wasn't HBO Max. I mean, yeah. towards the end it might have been, but well, no, you, I mean it always dropped on a premium cable. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't streaming. Like the Disney series were kind of the first ones to that I know of that kind of went back to that HBO model of weekly or just yeah. television model and. I mean, we saw with WandaVision, the conversation was through the roof. You know, we saw with Loki. We're starting to see it die a little bit. I was actually watching a video about the the Disney series and how, like, the viewership's just going down and the conversations are going down. And I think that's a product of a little bit of burnout and also a product of just not as exciting series. Yeah. I mean, WandaVision, you figure WandaVision and Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they were all headlined by, like, people in the MCU and Hawkeye, for that matter. And then all the ones this year are kind of new characters that – you know, casuals like my father maybe aren't going to watch a Moon Knight or a Miss Marvel because he doesn't know who she is. Yeah. Um, no, they're definitely setting stuff up. It's different when you have an invested interest in yeah. stuff. Um, it, it creates that conversation. You're going to get more interaction naturally. Yeah. But going back to the weekly thing, like you said, yeah, I didn't know Netflix still did that. And um, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe they do a Sherlock. Maybe they keep the Enola Holmes movies and they do a Sherlock Holmes TV series. I mean, Henry Cavill's not doing The Witcher anymore, so. He's not. He's got I, some free time. I will say my one takeaway, just touching on that uh, from this film, is Henry Cavill's not in enough stuff. I agree. I actually kind of, I enjoy Henry Cavill. I fucking love Henry Cavill. I just don't know if I love him, but I enjoy stuff. him. <laughs> I like him in stuff. Be in more stuff. He's not in much. He's not. He'd be a really good Superman. <laughs> he would. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, no, he's wonderful. Yeah. And I, I like him in what he's in and what I've seen him in. And, you know, a little bit of The Witcher I've watched. I like him in that. Obviously, a Superman. I think he's a good Superman. He shows up here, plays a fucking wonderful Sherlock Holmes. Is Henry Cavill... I mean, we would have had to prepare this. If we had this conversation two days ago, we would have been able to prepare it maybe. Is he on the list of, like, most underrated actors? Or do you think he gets his proper rating? Because he's... a Decently big name, kinda. I think for the body of work, I you can't. I can't. He's like an A lister. I feel like a lot of people know who he is, despite I don't know having. If he is. I feel like it might be a B plus. Like his face is an A list face. Yeah. His name's like a B plus. He's fucking Superman, dude. He's in the Justice That's League. Like what that makes him. Yeah. And but like when you think like you think of that and you're like, oh, he must be in a million fucking like very small body of work compared to how famous he is. Do you know he's British? Yeah. Yeah, very British. I did not know that till right now. So you're telling me Superman, he fakes that? Yeah. Wow. It's incredible. Right? What's up with all the fucking British actors being like the best superheroes? Well, time out, though. He was born in Jersey. Mm. Um, it's just Jersey Channel Islands. Um, I think it's like a British Jersey. <laughs> yeah, it's not New Jersey. It's the original Jersey. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. <laughs> I you know, we got a lot of new things in America. I forget that there's the original somewhere out there. Is there like an Where's original? Where's York? I think that's also English. Yeah, Is city in England. York. It's a city in England. Is it just Yorktown? No, it's just York, UK. I'll be goddamned. That'd be like a funny YouTube series. Is like 
going to all like the original towns and I don't know, just seeing like the quirks of them and yeah. everything. Like a each town gets its own like forty five minute episode. I don't know, maybe we need to talk to the travel channel, but this I don't is, know how many people would actually be interested in that. I don't think a lot, but we can go to Orleans, France, because New Orleans. Oh my god, those are regular Orleans. Fuck. <laughs> Obviously, like the one that jumps to my mind always is New Mexico, and it's just like, oh, it's Mexico, it's a whole country. <laughs> like you get that one, you forget that. Like I was sitting here trying to think, New Orleans. Yeah, that's incredible. It's a ta- it's the town of Orleans in uh, New York, France. New Jersey, New Mexico, New Orleans, New Hampshire. I'm sure there's a yeah Hampshire UK is a looks like it's like a state I don't know let me hold on Hampshire oh gosh Hampshire UK it is a county in southeast England the whole county so it's a county wow (laughs) (laughs) I type in new cities in the United States and it's just showing me like actual new cities not cities named new how about cities with new in the name? That's uh, Newark. I, that doesn't count. Uh, what is York? York? No, but Newark is one word. It's not like new. Newport. That there can't like ports just. Yeah, that's hey, we have one a, word. That's not like we have a new. Port here. Newfoundland. That's just you found this land. You didn't even have to put new there. It's implied <laughs> in the name that you found it, implying that it's new. New Haven and Newcastle. These are all terrible examples. There's a, in the same article you're reading, there's New Delhi, which is um, named after the sandwich shop city in India. Oh, no. New Delhi is the capital of India. So what's just Delhi? There's Delhi and there's New Delhi, I guess. There's New London, Connecticut. (laughs) There you go. New Jersey. I've, I've told this story before, but if you like go to upstate New York on the maps and like there's a bunch of these little villages that are just named after, like, either towns or countries or something. Are you about to say something? You're pointing at me. The whole fucking country of New Zealand. Where's the original Zealand? I don't know. Zealand. Zealand is an island in Denmark. That's a whole fucking country, Jay. We're fucking teaching people things this episode time. <laughs> Completely. I feel as smart as Sherlock Holmes right now. <laughs> Um, no, I just want to real quick in New York. I'm trying to see if I can find some examples. I don't think they're going to show up on the map cause they're so small, but yeah, when we drove from Cooperstown to, to New York city, it was just a bunch of different like ripoff names. Yeah. So, and it was really cool, but I don't feel like going through that right now. Imagine what it feels like to be the original York and just get upscaled so aggressively that the new version of you is like one of if not the biggest city in the world. Probably the second biggest behind Tokyo maybe. But I feel like culturally biggest. That's coming from an, an American, American <laughs> obviously, but um well I'm looking at York. It looks pretty nice. It looks like a quaint little town, so I mean, if that's the case then you you don't even feel that bad about it, right? Like you you got to feel like you're doing your thing as good as you can and that's fine. Is there a comedy bit where like we go to New York pretending we think we're we go to York, sorry, thinking we're going to New York and we have like I Heart New York shirts on yeah. and everything and we're like trying to we're like asking locals like where all the tourist things are and everything. You think there's any actual comedy in that or you think that's just a dud idea? No, I think the comedy there lies in going again, all decked out in New York, I Heart NY and mm-hmm. everything. 
and then just causing a fucking scene, shit talking everyone about how shitty their York is. <laughs> um, or we just become York tourists. Just I heart Y. We black out the N. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I heart Y, baby. Um, <laughs> we go see Christmas in York. <laughs> there you go. There's a National Railway Museum in York. <laughs> That's like uh, Central. What's the big? <laughs> what's the big train station? Central Towns. Central Union Sta- Station. Union Station. I believe. I've been in it. Have I? Was, I? I was thinking I Central Park. That's just a park. I have been in Central Park. You ever been in New York, huh? Mm-mm, no. Do you remember when we briefly, like, for like five minutes, planned a New York trip when we were in Vegas for like March? Yeah. Yeah, that ain't happening anymore. No, no, I, uh, I don't think it is. We're running out of time. <laughs> was Andrew conceived the night before that conversation? Is that why you guys didn't fully commit yet? <laughs> I, it might have been. <laughs> like, look, if we make this baby, no trip. If this baby doesn't get made, plan the trip. <laughs> Oh, man. I hope Xander Bogart signs with the Dodgers. Um, <laughs> let's get into Nola Holmes' tie. Um, that'd just be great. <laughs> I I think we have enough time this offseason that I'll have time to pivot and change his uh, name if that happens. <laughs> Trey Turner's going to be a Philly, so it's okay. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Um, Plot slash story, Ty. Why don't you give us a rundown of the plot slash story? I usually start it. Let's change it up. Enola Holmes... Uh, continuation she is now a detective she gets a case of a missing person um basically goes goes on on the run trying to figure this shit out solving mysteries pulling on every thread as they say in the um, film itself in the film yeah yeah um she then runs into her great very smart brother sherlock who's mm-hmm. also struggling with the case turns out same case different aspects of it same case i'll be honest i i didn't like understand how they were connected till the very end but i guess that's kind of the point maybe i don't know it was like money was being moved around from the match shop yeah and it was the the arch nemesis moriarty yeah mm-hmm. um yeah they go together they figure out that there's like a whole conspiracy and the missing girl is trying to expose the consp- conspiracy and they got to work together to solve it and beat the bad guys they don't i feel like they don't work together that much like they do at the end i guess but there's some separate I do feel like uh, part of this was everyone knows Sherlock Holmes. Don't let him be the star. Oh, 100%. I mean, the whole kind of ethos of the film is kind of, um, you know, women empowerment and stuff and all that feminism and everything. Fantastic. So it would be kind of counterproductive to make yeah. Sherlock. And I actually was upset when Enola went to jail in this film. I was like, oh, so is this just a fucking Sherlock? I literally said that out loud. Is this just a fucking Sherlock Holmes movie now? That's not what I signed up for. No. I've never seen a Sherlock Holmes movie. I- I'm wrong. I've seen Holmes and Watson. Yeah. 
Only the, Sherlock Holmes movie. Probably the worst one you could see. <laughs> so bad. So fucking bad. I think I've seen one of the Robert Downey Jr. ones. I can't say I have. It's him and uh, Jude, Jude Law. The Sounds about right. I like Jude Law. Yeah. Great actors. They made two of those, right? Yeah. Never At least. Um, no, I, th- we get right into the story, though. We kind of jump right into it. Um, there's not a lot of like setup, really, I guess, because the first movie essentially is a setup. And no, now, yeah. moving forward, you could just keep doing this where it's like, here's a new case. Someone walks in. I've got a case for you to solve, and you get going. Yeah, very simple. You don't need to make it much more complex than that. The case itself was it, – I mean – I don't know. This kind of this movie felt weird to me, Ty. It felt like a long TV episode. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I kind of got that vibe as well. Like, it didn't have like again. And I I don't remember the first one, but my like I don't remember a lot of what happened in the first one. But I remember watching the first one. My feelings was it had the traditional movie up and downs, climax and lows, and kind of movie pacing. Whereas this one kind of just felt like a didn't really have as high as up and downs. Kind of like a like I said, a long TV episode where you have your your problem. There's not like a big conflict, you know, because it's just a story, you know, and I think that's kind of the um, a product of the type of movie detective movies are like, yeah, they move some stuff forward with like the love romance and they brought in Holmes at the end or Watson. Sorry, Holmes is in the whole fucking movie dummy. Um, (laughs) But when you have movies like this, it's kind of like they're almost their own standalone things. So they almost feel like they don't have like bigger stakes. I don't know how to explain that, but. What'd you give it? What did you give it? I I struggled because watching them back to back, the first one's very different groundwork. It's way different in how the structure is told and everything. It's where, like a coming of age, isn't it? Like a yeah, Nola kind of finding yeah. herself and knowing she can do shit on her, uh, you know, on her own, uh, alone, as you would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this one, it's just like a let's solve a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> and so I, you know, it is what it is. I like what they did with the mystery in certain parts. I like the. Uh, Reveal that the missing person was there at the dance the whole time. Mm-hmm. I like that, you know, obviously um, the villain was there and, like, everything was kind of right in front of you without you knowing it for a little while. Uh, I landed on a 14. Okay, I'm right there with you. I gave it a 13. Okay. So, yeah, just it, – it, it was what it was. It was fine. It wasn't anything groundbreaking. It, you know, it was just kind of it, – it's, it's part of a bigger whole. And the first one had a more, you know, more character depth and th- that kind of story, so – and and obviously making this kind of sequel, like you can't do the first one again. You've already told yeah, that yeah. kind of story. Mm-hmm. This is what it has to be, and I I think it was fine for what it needed to be, and and how you continue this and progress with these characters and still tell fun stories in this unique kind of um, way. And and I liked it. I just don't think it stood out. The first one definitely had the better story structure for me. Not to say that this was a letdown. She looks so different on the Enola Holmes one poster. I don't know. I feel like she looks way different. I mean, she was younger too. I mean, yeah. she's what like seventeen, so two years is a right big... now. Isn't she? I don't know. No, no, sir. She she's is. eighteen. Is she? I thought she was like twenty-two now. No. Um, she is eighteen. No, I I forgot what I was gonna say. I'll be honest. Oh, there is a quick turnaround on this. This came out in twenty twenty. Filming was in July 2019. Um, oh, wow. It was actually supposed to be a theatrical release, but then Netflix bought it because of COVID. Yeah, it was released September 23rd, 2020. So two years. I said 18 yeah. months. Two years. Like, that's a pretty quick turnaround. That's that's Spider-Man turnaround, you know, because they have to make one every two years. 
um, to keep the film rights. <laughs> um, so we'll get Enola Holmes 3 in October of 2024. I don't hate that. Which kind of makes you sad because I feel like we just watched Enola Holmes 1. No, we did. No, that was yesterday. <sighs> We're dying very quickly. We really are, man. <laughs> did you hear the rumors about Tom Holland signing a new Spider-Man deal? No. It just complete rumors. There's like no verified sources, but like m- multiple people were talking about it. But again, that's just the internet for you. It wasn't a fake verified account either. It was just like speculation. Oh, okay. It wasn't that he signed Elon a- account? No. <laughs> that he signed a new deal to do three more Spider-Man movies and then appear in the Avengers King Dynasty or whatever. Fuck yeah. So, I don't know. It's just a rumor. But um, I was reading up on the rumor because I was like, how much merit does this have? And an article I was reading was talking about how the one girl, Watts, Julie Watts. No, Watts was the director. What's the girl that's involved in all of them? The producer. Oh, fuck, man. Well, you know who she is. The yeah. girl producer that's involved in all of them said they're like a few months ago or whatever that they don't – they plan to keep working with Marvel and that, that that Spider-Man No Way Home wasn't the end of their relationship, and they want to keep working with Tom. So we should get more Spider-Man films, hopefully. And they got to do their two-year thing, right? Does that still apply? I don't think it's actually two years. There is something on it. Probably not. But I think they do just because they like money, and making these is essentially just printing money. <laughs> I mean, the last one did $1.9 billion, So yeah, I mean, you're just... If you're ever running low on funds, release a Spider-Man film, you'll be all right. (laughs) Yeah, true. Uh, Visual cinematography tie. Um, I did watch this on the bad CGI TV. Um, Only one instance where I felt like it was noticeable that they were walking in front of a blue screen. It was very early in the film when she was with the young girl and they were kind of like walking in like a scrapyard. It was like night outside. It was like kind of purple sky-ish. Okay. I didn't really hold that against the film. I was just like, I literally said to Ryan, like this TV for some reason, like I think it has that... Have you seen that like motion blur thing that or yeah. smoothing? No, I think there's it, definitely a setting you got to change. I think it has that on refresh rate or something. Because remember when all those TVs came out yeah. when they first came out and like they looked weird in the store. You're like, what the fuck's going on? They looked different for sure. I think that TV still has that, and we're used to it now. But I think that TV has it still. So yeah, I think fucks it, with me. I literally, I think it's a refresh rate, a motion blur. That's a setting. I think you can change it. Which, to my understanding, is because obviously how film works is it's pictures you know it's if it's 60 frames per second what's well, not 60 frames per second but it's literally 60 pictures in a second it's 24 frames per second typically so 24 frames per second there's 24 60 is like live when you want to yeah. do like a whatever 24 pictures in a second i think the motion blur try like attempts to make the, up the in between it's very small gaps but it like makes it up so it like makes them like it makes it try to smooth yeah. out instead of like the very 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 small this, which you don't even notice to the human eye. No. I think the human eye sees in 60 frames per second, right? No. It's got to be more than that. Because you can tell when something's like 120 or 60 FPS, like playing video games. What does 120 FPS look like? Twice as good as 60. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Um, but the visuals, like, there's not, like, a lot to talk about. Like, I, I didn't really – I'm not doing that whole minus five if you didn't do CGI. That was just me messing around before. I look at, like, the set pieces and, like, kind of the environment, and I thought they built, like, a nice environment, and, a ni- like, the set pieces were fine. And, like, there were some fighting scenes that were whatever. You know, it's not really anything outwardly. Um, I don't – didn't use that word correctly. I don't think so. They did do some creative filmmaking with, like, her journaling and, like, her kind of, like, seeing what was happening, almost like it was a notepad and stuff. So there was some artistic vision there that didn't just make it, like, a 
hey, it was a, we filmed a movie. So yeah, with that and me li- and with me liking, kind of it felt like you know, when does this take place? Like 1930s? Did they have cars? They had car- no, they were on horses still. So like 1880s England probably. There is a car in the first one, very very early car, so like 1920s, yeah. 1910s. Had to have um, called it a motor buggy or some shit. Yeah, I thought that you know the 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 costume design was good and all that. So I landed at a 14. One point higher, 15. I didn't notice any bad cinematography or CGI with your shitty CGI TV. <laughs> um, no, I, I like the period piece type thing. I like the costume design, like you said. I feel like it flows well. The artistic fourth wall breaking and, and her yeah, yeah. journaling and stuff. like That works for me. I like it. They did more in the first one, and I think that's what kind of helped with the charm. Why people wanted a sec- second one is that kind of artistic style of of making it you know feel like you're look, watching this film through her eyes and everything and you're a part of it and, and it works well the way they do it and and how they take those you know different liberties with um the journaling and everything like they make it unique and not just a story put on film yeah and you it, it's nice when they have that little touch to it and you can tell that someone had an artistic vision for this and kind of execute that there wasn't any one shots, so it can't be a twenty. Um, <laughs> obviously, you know, it could have been more shit going on. It wasn't anything crazy, but it did look like a nice set piece, and it felt like it took place in the time period that it's supposed to be taking place, and and it was artistic. I just had a dumb thought in my head. I was like, what if they made a whole movie that was a one shot? They did. A, it's called a play. It's called Nineteen Seventeen. It's a wonderful film. That the wasn't best film. Man, I need to watch like a how they did that still. How that that doesn't even make sense. Um, There's a lot of shots where you go by a wall or something, and yeah, yeah, it's fucking you pick back up, and you. Just There's gotta, some long sequences though where they don't very do that. long sequences. Yeah, there was sequences with like 600 fucking people, like when they're running out of the trench, yeah. and he gets hit and he trips and falls, and then he gets up. Like not supposed to happen, but when you got that many people, you just fucking keep the camera rolling. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's incredible. It ended up looking good. Um, yeah, her talking to the camera and stuff. It kind of reminds me of it's because like. There's, I, I guess Sherlock, I don't, is Sherlock Holmes like an old book? It says like 1892, but I remember reading like when I was like in third grade, like detective books, but it wasn't the Hardy Boys. So I think it was just like a Sherlock Holmes kids book. I don't know. Um, I specifically remember it though, because I remember the whole mystery was like, they were trying to find out something and he cracked the case because the guy lied and said he sat the kid on the hood of his car after a long road trip, but the hood was still cold. So he knew he was lying that he actually wasn't in his car, that he was his alibi was fake, something like that. Um, but yeah, talking to the camera and stuff, it feels very booky, which I'm not a book guy, but I appreciate it. Very booky. You my last name's Reed, but I'm not a book guy. You know. <laughs> you know okay. times I've heard that. Re- go read a book, Ty. Probably so many, probably so many times. Can't tell you the last book I read. What do you think of the mystery part of this in Key Elements, Jay? So it's kind of a weird mystery film because usually a mystery film is like a whodunit and this isn't really like a whodunit like it does have the whodunit nature in it because you find out these things but like you don't know that the problem from the beginning is that these girls are dying in the factory because of uh the phosphorus poisoning and they're trying to get to the bottom of that it goes from a missing persons case to kind of a a backwards whodunit you know um some of sherlock's work was a whodunit um, just that one scene where he was like pacing, you know, piecing together a map and everything. Um, I've seen it done better. Like I, I've seen the whodunits done better. Like, you know, it's just 
there's a lot of examples in this genre to pull from. So, you know, just like Knives Out, which I haven't seen. I know it does it better. Um, Enola Holmes <laughs> 1, I don't even remember what kind of mystery it was, but I'm sure it did it better. Um, Enola Holmes isn't even on my, my sheet. That's how old it is. Um, yeah, so I landed at a 15. It, it was a murder mystery, and, like, some of the, like, humor laughed and the lightheartedness. I also think the, the feministic – feministic – the feminist tones – and kind of underlying message and turning a true story of that factory, you know, which they said at the end, which I was like, oh, wow, I didn't yeah. realize that. Um, when they said in the beginning some of these events happened, I thought that was just like a joke. Um, turning that into like a, a story and like, you know, I, I thought that part of it was great. So I give it 15. Yeah, I'm right there with you. London on a 15, this is a very, very crowded um, category to fall into with this mystery kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, everybody's fucking done it a million times so you have to do something unique i like how they use this character again with cinematography and the u- unique style that they do it um the comedy works well for me it's lighthearted humor it's easy to watch the mystery is okay it's it's a family movie and it works on a very baseline level to where it makes you laugh it makes you want to figure out what's going on you like the relationships that are shown on on screen and they don't do. They don't have to do a lot more than that. It's yeah. fine. Like they aren't trying to reinvent the wheel. They throw their own unique um, touch mm-hmm. to it, mm-hmm. and it works. I have fun. These are fun films. They're not masterpieces. They're not going to win a fucking Oscar. No one gave incredible performances, but it's fun. It's a good watch. Um, I was just thinking right now. Uh, I don't know if this will be the the next one we do, the next uh, movie sequel that we do like enola holmes 2 but i was thinking dune which comes out next november before you know it we're going to be reviewing dune yeah looking forward to that that's gonna be wonderful <sighs> the first one was like first one was really good set up for the second one. i respected it but i didn't like it <laughs> like i didn't love it i guess mm. but i respected the cinematography incredible but i remember us in that podcast go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to our dune review good podcast um, i remember us saying like I remember me specifically saying, like, I'm going to have to rewatch this right before the second one for me to actually enjoy the second one, and I'm not going to like that. <laughs> that I'm going to have to rewatch this. I'm going to have to watch it at, like, 150 speed. Or one 1.5 speed, I guess. You'll get over it. It'll be fine. Or I just won't watch it, and it'll be like this, where I don't really remember. I feel like I don't have to remember much. Oh, Dune? I remember the guy comes in and, like, kills his whole family, pretty much, and then he's, like, on the run with his mom. Kills his whole family. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. <laughs> He's like on the run with his mom. They're on the run, I remember the helicopter. They meet Zendaya, like the, the sand people. End. Yeah, and he fights or he fights the one guy or stabs him or something. Yeah, or... so he can like be a part of the clan group. Is clan problematic? No, I don't think so. Florence okay. Pugh, she's in it, so that that's a reason to be excited, as always. In the second one, yes, not in the first one. Correct. Okay. That's always exciting. I would have noticed if Florence Pugh was in the first one. You would have. You're right. Um, characters, Ty. You kind of already mentioned um, you're not going to get a, an Oscar-winning performance out of this. Um, but I don't think we really get any bad performances. Like, I thought everyone in this movie was enjoyable. I don't think anyone stood out. Like like you said, I like Henry Cavill, and I think he did you know well. Um, I want to see him more. I think Enola Holmes' kind of quirkiness and her um, – 
energy can it like jumps off the screen. I haven't seen Stranger Things. I don't think I've really seen anything else she's in. I know she plays <laughs> a completely different character in Stranger Things. She's like very, very different. A scientific experiment from another dimension gone wrong or whatever the fuck Stranger Things is about. Did I get that right for not ever watching the show? I can't say you got it wrong. I think there's better <laughs> ways of explaining it, but it's not the wrong way of explaining it. Because her name was like Eleven or something, right? Yeah. Like that. Um, so, but her like energy and kind of infectiousness kind of jumps off the screen. Um, the other characters in this were kind of just whatever. Um, the love interest is fine. He's just kind of like a handsome guy to cast in this, and he is a handsome guy. We'll be honest. Um, but I don't really think I, I did like kind of the the old cop villain guy, the one that I was trying to kill him. Oh, that fucking guy! He had guy? a punchable fate. Like I didn't like. I yeah. didn't like him, but that was like a good didn't like him, you know? That guy, so like decent performance out of him the entire thing. Do you watch Big Mouth? Uh, I not like watch it, watch it, but like, yes. I, have I, you seen the shame wizard? No, I don't think he's so. He's the shame wizard. He has a very British accent. Um, he talks like this. I'm the shame wizard. It's fucking, it's very funny. Like the way that voice is. I have not. This seen villain that. is in the movie, the entire movie. And up until his very last line, like he tweaks his ass accent and like his final line, it, it's the fucking shame wizard from Big Mouth, and I started cackling because I was like, "That's the same fucking guy!" <laughs> and it took me literally until his very final line of the movie to catch it. Wonderful, wonderful catch by me. He's also in a uh, the um, Harry Potter. Yeah, I think he's a werewolf. I want to say he's a werewolf. He's also in Avatar: The Way of Water, so we will see him again soon. Oh shit. That's pretty sick. And he's also in The Amazing Maurice movie I wanted to watch. Is he? Yeah, it's just voice acting. But still, I thought like nobody was going to be in that film. I thought it was just like a random-ass fucking film. Well, last week when I looked at the cast, I probably named him off and had no idea who he is. Now I know who he is at yeah. least. So Yeah, he was third build. So Hamish Patel's in it too, the yesterday guy. So in... Here we go. The Amazing Maurice. Note, maybe we got to watch it. <laughs> no, it looks horrible. Isn't that weird how sometimes these like actors will almost like – be in projects like almost back to back with each other. I feel like that happens a lot. Um, yeah, sometimes. I don't think that happens a lot. I don't think it's that weird though. When you think about Hollywood, they probably work together and we're like, "Hey, this is fun. Let's keep it going. Let me tell the producer to fucking bring you on for this film." Oh, well, I just think of like the Ryan Reynolds, not Ryan Reynolds, the Channing Tatum, Sandra Bullock, uh, Brad Pitt two-part film of the lost city and bullet train yeah those are the same cinematic universe people don't know that that's a full fucking connection man um anyways to go to give my score since i never gave it i i gave millie bobby brown like a seven out of ten for this i thought she was infectious and like yeah it's not oscar performance but i was like you know i like this and then the side characters i just gave a six because i thought henry cavill was good but everyone else was kind of just forgettable so i landed at a 13 which feels low but based on my system it also feels right Give me one more point for each. I landed on a 15. Okay. No Oscar performances, but I really like Millie Bobby Brown in this. Uh, you're right without being knowing it, but very different performance in Stranger Things. Kind of serious, emotional kind of uh, shit. There is some fun scenes in comedy, but very different than this. Mm-hmm. She's good in this. Put her in more shit. Like She's good I as think- a fun, likable character, and she can lead a film. I think uh, Netflix controls her. Oh, do they just have like, oh, she was in Godzilla versus Kong. I don't remember that. She was. I don't think it was a very large role. I think that was it was overshadowed by Godzilla and Kong. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. If I'm going to go see Godzilla vs. Kong, I'm not going to notice that Millie Bobby Brown was in it. You could have put in, like, the fucking... Like, when you test cars for safeties, the crash test du- crash test dummies, mm-hmm. CGI'd random faces, like, AI-generated faces on it. Wouldn't have fucking noticed. But it got the exact same score for me out of that film. She was also in an episode of Modern Family where Manny steals her bike. I saw that on Twitter. I didn't know that, and I'm the Modern Family guy. Yeah, no, I saw that on Twitter, like, two days ago. I think they were talking about this film, and it's just, he steals her bike, and she just turns around and was like, hey, you stole my bike. That's it. That's like the entire you, thing. You ever watch Modern Family? <laughs> not a not a tiniest bit. No. It's you would like it. It's so good. I do I'll, I have seen clips of the dad. Um the he's dad. He's my favorite character. The Oh, if I'm not mistaken, he is the incredible Hulk cuck. Yes. He's the yep. right guy, right? Yep. Wonderful in that. And the clips Have you that seen, I've seen the Blindside clip? The Blindside? Oh, yeah. From Modern Family. <laughs> What is it? It was offensive line. Yeah, he said he's, he's like the blind side, the story about the, the African-American <laughs> offensive lineman. And uh, oh, no, the African-American tight end. And then the daughter goes, no, offensive line. And he's like, oh, sorry. Or no, he says the black <laughs> tight end. Yeah. And she's like, no, offensive line. He's like, oh, sorry, African-American. Like, it's fucking it's so funny. Ty. You gotta watch no, I'm sure I would like it. I didn't. I did skip the first season. I'll be honest with you. Is there a big barrier of entry? Like, can I just throw it on? You could just throw it on. I started on season two. Okay. Because season one, it's like, they didn't really, like, their lighting department sucked, and it took they're, me out of it. They're figuring it out It looked still. like soap opera lighting. Oh. Like, the content was good, but, like, I watched, like, one or two episodes, like, right, I can't do this. Now, would that look, would it look fine on a normal TV? No, it's like a, it's a whole issue. It's okay. like, production. It is. Yeah, it's, it's production. Okay. Um, it's great, though. Cameron's great. Who's Cameron? Uh, the gay the couple. Dad? Oh, he's a couple? Well, Cameron and, and Mitch are the couple. part of the couple. Yes. Cameron, the the bigger set fellow the bigger or the ginger? Fellow. The bigger set fellow. He's okay. great. Okay. There's an episode he plays drums for this uh, Christian band. And the whole episode's setting up how they're actually like pretty accepting and everything and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then the, the joke at the very end is they start singing their song and it's like, you know, talking about love and everything. And then the chorus is like, you know, God loves every man. <laughs> except you know whatever like it's something like that super homophobic yeah and it's just Fuck, it's yeah. fucking hilarious dude he's it's gotta so play funny. drums for that yeah it's so good you gotta you would like it how did we get here uh millie bobby brown being in modern family yeah and her being infectious on screen infectious liked her as a lead she'll get more She's i do want to watch modern family though um also again henry cavill like henry cavill <laughs> give me more henry cavill <laughs> can't wait for himesh patel to be in the the double sequel the, the third one the third one yep or Either a show. Maybe they'll do a show. Enola Holmes 3 or Sherlock Holmes spinoff where Enola Holmes becomes the side character. <laughs> um, I, either way, I like this cast. I like the two main people in it. The mom's okay. Um, she is what she is. I like the jujitsu lady. Um, they don't really play big roles in this. Very minimal roles. Yeah. But I do like the the shame wizard guy and his voice. <laughs> very intimidating. Very creepy. I liked how that worked out. He looks like he could be the live if they did a live action Mario movie again. He could be live action Waligi. That's uh that's a great cast. Big lengthy and he's got the chin. Yeah. No, that's good casting. Thank you, Ty. Um He's got weird he's got weird dimensions. What do you what He do you does. Call that? He looks like he like gotten a proportions? A, a slightly life altering accident when he was yeah. a child that he had no Just, control over. His bones were like extended like his spine and arms were extended like slightly too much <laughs> yeah not a lot like maybe an inch and they a half were trying to each. make them taller yeah like how back in like ancient china they would wear those shoes that would like break the girl's fucking toes because they had those societal standards of like little feet or whatever yeah his parents did something like that with him yeah. 
stretched him out a little bit too much. Respectfully, though. <laughs> yeah, respectfully. You um, looked he looked kind of medically deformed. <laughs> respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> Enjoyment tie. Um, <laughs> I like this film. I wouldn't say I loved it. Okay. I do think I, I liked uh, the first one more just based on kind of how I feel coming out of this. I don't have my first one score, unfortunately, like mm. my enjoyment score. Yeah. Um, I landed at a 14. I was at like a 13 and a half, and I gave it the bump just because it's like a fun. If this was like a thinking movie and I felt the same way, I think I'd bump it down to a 13. But since it's a lighthearted, oh. just fun mystery, a little bit of thinking, but it's not like a like a Prisoners or whatever, you know. Um, I bumped it up just because the lighthearted funness. So 14. Real lighthearted fun um, with the woman being stabbed in bed and her having to Hold the blood from escaping her abdomen. These are I. These are two of the most lighthearted deaths I've seen. I'll be honest. Like the one guy who dies, the the guy who looks like Tony Stark's dad, the younger version of Tony Stark's dad. Oh fuck! Hold on. Younger version of Tony Stark's dad. He's got to have a pencil mustache. Yeah, he's the love interest who they we think is the villain for a little bit. He dances with Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, what a terrible call! He looks nothing like like Tony Stark's dad. He had a pencil mustache, didn't he? I don't even. It's different colored hair and everything. That's a bad. I was just looking at the stash. Stash is a different color, Jay. I don't care. You don't see colors. <laughs> um, they glossed over his death real quick. Yeah, he seemed important, and they were just like, "Shit, he's dead. Don't touch him." And then the girls all sad, and they like hugged her, and then it was like, "Oh, time to fight." <laughs> it was like, "Hey, we solved the mystery," and she's like, "By the way, where's my boyfriend?" Like, you guys haven't fucking told her yet. Like, oh shit, he's dead. The only reason we're here is because we found his corpse. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, that seemed like they should have addressed that quicker. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> what did you give it for enjoyment? Fifteen. Nice. Okay, so one, um, one above me. Yeah, it's it's nothing incredible. It's easy to recommend. It's a fun watch. S- the series as a whole has been a fun series. I I like what they do with these characters. I want to see more of these. Give me more mysteries. You know, mix it up a little bit. Do something different here. Again, give me a Sherlock Holmes movie where Noel Holmes is a side character and then go back and just give me more content with these characters in this world and fun, ridiculous, you know. The Holmes Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Give me more stuff. I like it. It's fun. It's easy to watch. It's nothing incredible. I'm realizing I made a very strong pattern with my scoring. What's Um, that? I gave it a 14 for story and then I went 15, 15, 15, 15. I like that, though, because that shows you didn't, like, go back and, like, actually, let me change one of these so it's not all the same. You know, like, when you're taking a test and you have four C's in a row and you're like, Maybe I yeah. had a 15 for story. I would hope you didn't change it just so you didn't do 15s across the board. No, I didn't. I, I just nat- I just feel like that's my opinion on this movie. Good, not great. Across the board, good, not great. Could have improved yep. five points in every category. Six in story. Yeah, I landed at a uh, 69 out of 100 tie. 69. I landed at a 74, giving it a final score of approximately 71 and a half. Kind of low, but ties it with Black Adam. <laughs> back to back weeks? Yeah. Back we to- gave 71 and a halfs? Yeah. Very different way of getting there. Uh, 79 out of 155 films we have reviewed on our scale. It's with the you likes. Mixed up our scores, brother. No, I get. Oh, fuck! You're right. I was very conscious of that too. It's in the likes of uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the Bob's Burger movie, Black Adam, Eurovision, um, Jingle Jangle, Dune. Very similar. Three points higher. Well, 
similar score, but completely different. Way reasons. different movie. The um, binge. That's a movie where if I'm at 13 and a half, I bump it down to a 13 for enjoyment. Oh, you did give Dune a higher score than this. Cause I respect it. I respect it. Three that's, points isn't significant. I, I jumped down to 65. Um, I, but in, in comparison to the first one, more importantly, the first one got a 77, 78 and a half. You gave it an 81. I gave it a 76. So this one, you gave it seven points fewer. And I also gave it seven points fewer. Ty, sometimes I hate how much we dis- We like agree. We're consistent, man. <laughs> like if there's one thing we you we're consistent with our scoring. We've got this down to a science. So we've agreed this the sequel is seven points worse yeah. than the than the original. No matter what our opinion on the original, the sequel is seven points worse. Is that right? Did I do my math right? I don't know. I didn't I didn't hear. You went from I feel like I'm not right. Why am I eighty one to seventy four? I went from seventy six to sixty nine, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I did my math right. Sorry, I was getting confused by our sheet, and I was looking at different movies because the difference shouldn't have – I thought the difference was different when it should have been the same if we both went down the same amount, but we're good. Yeah, so – No, the difference should be the same. It is, but I thought it was different. Oh, okay. So, Noel Holmes 3 will get a, a 64.5 at this rate. Yeah, because we're yeah. seven. No, it's – Well, that'll put it uh, below the line. Mm. It It cracks within the lines, though. It's an easy watch. It's a fun watch. Uh, watch it if you, you just need something to watch on like a Tuesday night. Gosh. Like I did. No, I watched it on Monday. Um, I made a whole my weekend out of this <laughs> franchise, so I didn't do that at all. <laughs> Random Rotten Tomato movie score tie. Yeah, hold on. Before the end of the pod, Not there score, is. Sorry, but continue. There is something else I wanted to bring up that we didn't discuss, okay. um, which I feel like you would have an interest in. Did you see the Percy Jackson casting news? Of Lynn Manuel Miranda? Yeah. Um, also. Adam Copeland. Now, are you familiar with Mr. Adam Copeland? Oh, yeah, that's old news. That's Edge. Yeah, didn't know that. That was like three weeks ago. Well, I didn't know that. And Lynn Manuel, uh, Lynn Manuel was the new one. Mm-hmm. I'm liking what this is shaping up to be. I don't know why, but I like Edge the wrestler as the God of War. That feels right. Yeah, makes sense. It does. Really fucked me up because I kept looking it up and everywhere kept calling him Adam Copeland. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> why? Like, don't do that. Everyone, like... Imagine when The Rock was coming up and you just started calling him Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> if you look at Edge now in his later years, um, he looks like a fucking like a proper gentleman. Well, but he got uh, I don't know if it's right now or if he's shaved it, but he's got like the grizzly beard going. You know what I mean? Like he he could play the role. No, it's going to be good. It's going to be good casting. And I like Lin-Manuel as Ares. I don't even know what that God is. Oh, um, my God. I used to know all this shit because of these books. Ares is the god of management. No. no, that's Ares management. <laughs> you just made boogers come out of my nose. <laughs> that's a company. The co- oh, excuse me. Bad radio. The god of management. He's the Greek <laughs> god of war and courage. Oh, shit. No, that's that's Edge. I don't know who Lim Manuel is playing. <laughs> oh, my God, Ty. That was so... I fucking Googled it. It was the first thing that popped up, and that was... That's a fucking Ron Burgundy moment where I read what was in front of me. <laughs> it made no sense. Hermes. Explain Hermes. Hermes. <laughs> and you just imagine, imagine, like, fucking, you turn on the series and you expect Edge to be a badass and he's just walking around with, like, a clipboard, like, making sure everyone showed All up for God All the gods God are work. doing their jobs. <laughs> he's just, like, a fucking God there supervisor. There probably is a god of management or whatever oh my god um hermes is uh the herald of the gods 
What does Harold mean? Is that the manager? A Harold is an officer of arms ranking between Pursuivant and King of Arms. Um, he oh functions as the emissary and messenger of the gods. He's a messenger. Okay. And the emissary. So he's, he just goes and... I think an emissary is just a messenger. That's just like a fancy name for a messenger, right? He's regarded as the divine trickster. Hmm. So in turn, I looked up Greek god of management. Okay. Um, there isn't really a god of management. There's a couple different ones. The god of organization. You'll never fucking guess without looking it up who the god of organization is. Well, if I've never, have I heard the name? A hundred percent. Really? Yeah. And it's Greek? Very much Greek. Those aren't the ones that are named after planets. That's Roman. Um, this is the Poseidon. The, Does Poseidon have a this side is job? The people also ask, who is the Greek god of organization? The answer? Zeus. Oh, believe it or not. Because he's the leader. Yeah, he's Zeus the leader. He's the Greek god of organization. Apollo does rule through bureaucracy, though. Mm. So, I think Apollo, if Zeus is management, Apollo's HR. I just Googled quirky Greek gods. Let's, let's, <laughs> what, a, what a turn this is. Apollo, you just mentioned. These are just regular gods. No, I want the quirky ones. Um, oh, here we go. We have Anak, Anak, Anak. A-N-A-N-K-E, the goddess of an inevitability, compulsion, and necessity. Um, emit, Epimethus, Epimetheus, the titan of afterthought and the father of excuses. Uh, Aristeus. <laughs> excuses? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, I like Aristeus is the god of beekeeping, cheese making, herding, olive growing, and hunting. Um, ooh, Siamitis is the, the demigod of the bean. Not like, like sexual. <laughs> he was out of all the gods. He knew how to go down on a woman better than anyone. <laughs> the gods they start calling yourself that. Siamites, <laughs> Siamites, whatever, however you say it. Like the gods were getting down and getting fucking freaky. This man didn't even need a penis because all he did was eat pussy. <laughs> oh man, no, it's the bean market. But okay, um. All right. <laughs> Random Rotten Tomato movie review, Ty. There's this website, and oh, we could explore this a little bit after we do the movie. Um, there's this website called DateNightMovies.com. You put in two movies that like you like as a couple, you and your partner. So okay. that is where I got this movie from. I put in Law Abiding Citizen mm. and Ratatouille. Okay. Now this the, is your and Riley's perfect film. Now, the, the Random Rotten Tomato film, is it comes up with um, – one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies. Okay. It's one of those eight. Do you want to know the other seven? It's kind of... No. Well... Give me just a couple. I'll, I'll tell you one. after. I'll tell you after. Give me one. Just choose one okay, random one. one that isn't the one. Pretty funny. Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. No shit. Is that the <laughs> sequel? Yeah. With Guy Ritchie. Um, hold on. Now I got to figure out the thought process here. Because how the fuck does a cooking <laughs> rat and a man on a mission to bring down the government... Equal Sherlock Holmes. The sequel, not the first. The first one's not on the list. It's not on the list. They're no. like, don't worry about the first one. If you guys like cooking rats and men bringing down the U.S. government system, you're going to fucking love Sherlock Holmes solving mysteries. Okay, so this is the number one film. Um, I will also tell you that the lead actress was nominated for an Oscar. She did not win. For this film? Yes, for this film. Um, I will also that tell you. That feels like you, a lot of information. Um, okay, I won't tell you any more then. Uh, go ahead, but that does feel like a lot of information. 
There's only like eight films a year that get that. I'm not going to tell you what year. There's a lot of years. So she was nominated. It was also nominated, the movie, for cinematography. It won Best Film Editing. It was nominated for Sound Editing, nominated for Sound Mixing, and that was it. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the actress, obviously. The review. This is a bleak but mesmerizing piece of filmmaking. It offers a glancing, chilled view of a world in which brief moments of loyalty flicker between repeated acts of betrayal. Wow. David Denby of The New Yorker. That guy, he's good at his job. Like We talk about movies. He fucking talks about movies. He's a top critic. He's, he's earned that. Well, who's he with? The New Yorker. Or just New Yorker. Is there a difference? I don't know. Because if he's only with a New with New Yorker, he should be with The New Yorker. It is The New Yorker. It's a magazine. I don't know why Ross Mando says New Yorker. Have we looked into The Yorker magazine? <laughs> I don't know. I'll look into that right Can now. Can you read the review again? I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a bleak but mesmerizing piece of filmmaking. It offers a glancing, chilled view of a world in which brief moments of loyalty flicker between repeated acts of betrayal. <laughs> repeated acts of betrayal so there's brief that moments line, of loyalty yeah no but it's mostly betrayal that line's sticking with me strong here. and it's a bleak but memorizing piece of filmmaking <sighs> bleak but memorizing the lead actress was nominated have i heard of this film 100 percent. 100 percent. repeated acts of betrayal have you seen it i don't know <sighs> okay that you gave me a way i was gonna say silver linings playbook um i know you know that i've seen that i do know that so that's not that but that feels like a movie like they're kind of crazy kind of bleak like mental health they betray each other don't forget law-abiding citizen ratatouille how does that no no no. i know that played into it a lot though because like i don't i don't know it played into it as much as sherlock holmes the fucking sequel played into those two it took me for a fuck i feel like it's got to be set in a foreign country i think that's how ratatouille comes into play on that because you get like France and and Europe, um, both. My th- face just gave it away. I think, but continue. Oh fuck! Okay, so I'm on the right track here. <laughs> I don't know if it's based in another country, Bleak but leak betrayal in another country. Your thought process has made me realize why this movie is in there. Yeah. Okay, so it is. It is another country. Small small moments of non betrayal though. Lead actress was nominated. Small, small betrayal. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I've definitely heard of it. Jay? Yeah, 100%. This is... T- this is I think this one more than any other one's going to piss me off. Because I feel like I know exactly what film this is, but I can't put it to words. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't have a guest tie, then you might just have to guess Silver Linings Moments Playbook and have it of be betrayal. Wrong. The only foreign movie that's coming to my mind right now is Jojo Rabbit. Um, I don't think if you're watching Ratatouille, they want you to watch the <laughs> Hitler movie. <laughs> no, the dead not. mom Hitler movie. Probably not. <sighs> Moments of betrayal. Who cheats a lot? What's a movie that involves a lot of uh, adultering? I don't know. I got nothing. Silver Linings Playbook, final guess. You had a good thought process, Ty. The film. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. It's foreign. 
I've never seen that movie, so I had nothing to go off of um, there. It was a Swedish novel. It was a Swedish-Dutch <laughs> film, and then they made an American version. It takes place in Stockholm, the film itself. Mm. Um, so it's got those European vibes. Um, the description on datenightmovies.com is, a journalist teams up with a computer hacker searching for a girl that has been missing for over 40 years. I, I, again, outside of not being in the United States, what else does Ratatouille play into that? The other films... Uh, is Zootopia, which is kind of oh, so I think action with animals. Yeah, that makes plays. more sense. That's like a animated mystery. Yeah, uh, Sin City, which I've never seen. Oh, that's like hard rated R. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes is mentioned. Um, Shrek. I mean, he does have a an accent, a Scottish accent. <laughs> Tangled. She hit someone with a frying pan at one point. Yeah, Wreck It Ralph and Uncut Gems. Those are like the first seven. What is this website called? Because I'm going to have fun with this. DateNightMovies.com. Well, I was going to do this for the podcast. Do you want to give me a movie you like and a movie Victoria likes? And I'll, I'll tell you what it is. But as you just go to the website, anyways. Top Gun, Maverick, and Sex in the City. <laughs> okay. Top Gun, Maverick. Which Sex in the City? Or Sex is, Sex in the City, the movie. And, isn't it Sex and the City? Yeah. Isn't that one of those? I think uh, so. The first or the sequel? Let's go, let's go first. I don't know her opinions on the <laughs> sequel. Well, the first movie recommended is Sex and the City 2. <laughs> no. There's no... Is Tom Cruise in the sequel, maybe? <laughs> no, I think it's just because Top Gun Maverick is a sequel. So they're like, this guy likes sequels. <laughs> oh, no, they're misunderstanding why I like that movie. Um, number two, American Sniper. That's a good fucking movie. Inglorious Bastards. I don't think she would like that at all, though. Another good movie. Don't think she would like that at all. That's nuts. How the fuck does... Again, killing Nazis go with... Middle-aged women having sex in the city. Okay, how about Don John? You ever heard of that film? I've never heard of it. Oh, no, I've seen it. It's not a bad flick. A porn addict must balance his expectations with reality when it comes to real-life relationships. really shitty Jiminy Cricket, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's directorial debut. Oh, shit. Good film. Much better in this than he was in that. It's a bunch of, like, rom-coms and stuff, so. Interesting. I think, see... I don't know if I like that algorithm because they're leaning too much on me liking like the Tom Cruise part of this, like a leading man who's attractive. He could have been ugly as shit. I like fucking cool planes. Like I need like hookup culture in planes. Yeah, that makes sense. What if we did like Disney Pixar's planes, maybe? <laughs> Disney Pixar's planes. Last one. We'll do Avengers Infinity War, our top rated movie of all time, and we'll pair it with Thunder Force. No, it's just going to be superhero movies. I don't want to do Thunder Force. I also don't want to do The Last Airbender because it'll be Or The Fantastic Four. Or Daesh. Firestarter 2022. I feel like it's just going to be superhero movies. It's going to be fucking uh, Ghost Rider. Fire. I put Fire Smarter. Firestarter 2022. Yeah, it's just all Avengers movies. Um, Norman the North, Morbius, Halloween Ends, Artemis Fowl, Drop Dead Fred. Ooh, that's a good one. I might have to change Avengers, though, because it's just... Yeah, it overpowers it. Deadpool 2. Green Hornet. You ever seen Green Hornet? Yeah. It's a Seth Rogen superhero movie. I remember enjoying it. I'm going to go with uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, because that's our top-rated non-Marvel film. So The Wolf of Wall Street... Give me Wolf of Wall Street meets Cry Macho. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cry Macho. We got um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Good film. Uh, Nebraska. Uh, I don't think I would like that. Have you seen it? No, but I don't think I would like that. Uh, seeking a friend for the end of the world. 
That's a really sad movie. That movie bums me the fuck out. I don't like that at all. Would you say it makes you cry? Macho Lee? No, it just makes me, like, suicidal. Uh, number seven is uh, Brokeback Mountain. Oh, gay cowboys. So, I don't know. I don't know how they figured this out, but... I think the only way to test this is, like, you got to watch one of the films on there. You and Riley, as your homework, have to watch... Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? No, uh, Sherlock Holmes' the sequel. <laughs> Not the first one, though. Just yeah. the second one. Don't get any context. I don't want you to look up a goddamn thing about the first one. <laughs> only watch the second. Because it didn't say, like, for date night, required viewing first Sherlock Holmes. It said, watch the sequel. What if I do Anchorman and Ratatouille? Let me see. Ratatouille. Yeah, it's just all Pixar. Could have seen that coming. What about uh, Memento? It's like her other favorite movie. You ever seen Memento? No, but I've heard it's wonderful. Memento. One of the most unique films. It's like a fucking circle time thing right it's like told backwards yeah it's weird because the guy like doesn't have a memory so you're like you're told the story backwards kind of it's crazy um natural born killers is number one but number two is the girl with the dragon tattoo for anchorman and memento so That's, i think you guys have to watch that film and i think you'll both be mildly okay with it <laughs> uh tire i know i already said it in the top of the pod but what do we got next week and i guess the rest of november oh next week jay we have <laughs> wakanda forever Yep. The Black Panther sequel, mm-hmm. the MCU. Uh, <laughs> we got that last one. Um, it's going to be a great film. Lots of good things about it online so far. Very, very, very excited to watch this movie. Yeah. Followed by Disenchanted, a sequel. Disney Plus. Uh, years later. Many years later. Many, many years later. But I like the people in it. Isn't it Chris Pine? No, it's not Chris Pine. It's. Uh, Have you ever seen Enchanted? Yeah, I think so. Many, many years ago. My sister loved that movie when she was young, so I've seen that movie. Fuck, what is his name? He's the dude times. from Sonic. James Marsden. Yeah. Patrick Dempsey, Grey's Anatomy star himself, turned race car driver. Is he a real race car driver? Yeah. No, NASCAR? He w- no. Like oh. Formula One, I think, type shit. Probably not IndyCar. Perfe- IndyCar? IndyCar, maybe? Mm. Not like super high up, but makes money, has a team. That's the greatest life ever. Speaking of Formula One, do you see them drive that Formula One car? D- down the fucking casino in the wind. What? You didn't see that? No. They were filming for the Formula One Vegas race last week. They had like a launch party. There was one video of them doing like driving around the strip and then recording it. And there was another where they drove the fucking Formula One car through the fucking casino. No shit. Down the aisle with all the tables. Obviously, they were only going like 10 miles an hour. Yeah. Imagine if they weren't though. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, again, as... That's them trying to get the attention back because Formula One was on the rise. That's them trying to get the attention back from the NASCAR dude who fucking just full throttled around the wall. <laughs> Second episode in a row we're ending with. Just the coolest <laughs> fucking thing ever. Full throttled around the wall. That's way cooler than a Formula One car in a casino still. I want to go so bad. Formula One? Yeah. The tickets like sold out instantly and then a bunch of people were like, just book a hotel and that looks over the strip. But those are all going to be fucking expensive. Yeah. But there's a lot of options though. And you got to stay somewhere anyways. Think about this. You could have spent that money on a ticket and a room, but instead you're just combined that money you yeah. would have spent on the ticket and the room for the room. I just hope there's one guy, like I said when they announced this, I hope he booked his vacation to Vegas months ago because now if he's trying to book it, he's going to be like, why is it so expensive? I'm yeah. going to go a different week, and he's going to know. There's, there's, It's Vegas. There's dumb fucking people. There's going to be at least one guy who, like, 
is like, what the fuck's going on? He's going to be so confused when it's like 7 p.m. or whatever time this race is going to happen. And there's just fucking Formula One cars just fucking vroom, down the fucking strip. Yeah. And he's going to be seriously s- pissed off. <laughs> well, I'm hoping he's like drunk, but like lighthearted drunk where he's just kind of like. He's going to be an anger drunk. No, this guy's going to be an anger drunk. He's going to be so pissed that he's inconvenienced by Formula One racing. God, that's going to be so cool. I wonder if Miko's going to go. I don't know. It does seem like it would be a blast. Formula One Vegas map. Last time I watched Formula One, Jay? I've never watched it. This will be the first one I watch. Like, I've, I've, the last time I watched it on TV wasn't by choice. It was at a bar in Vegas. They were getting me ready. And now I have those two. Those are associated in my mind, and I want to go back. Damn. Yeah, so that's crazy. So when I just went recently, um, there was like a a big empty lot that's catacorner for where Top Golf is. Um, you know where Top Golf is. Catacorner this way. So if you're hitting a slice, my slice would go into that catacorner lot. Okay. And it's always there's been like a super old building there. It's not even like a casino. It's just like a building. Um, but there was nothing there. They demolished that, and then it was all fenced off. And it said um, like Formula One Vegas. And I was like, what are they doing there? It looks like that's where like the pit stop is going to be, um, where they start, and then they're going to go down, down Harmon, which is the side road behind um, Top Golf right there. That road directly behind it. They're going to go down that. Onto the strip, right where the Cosmo is, down the strip, past Bellagio, past, past Caesar Palace, past Mirage, past Treasure Island, and then loop around behind Venetian and behind all that, and then fucking, that's their their. This lap. is going to be so fucking cool. 212 miles an hour expected speeds during the race. That's going to be so What if they, they got to put faster a, than your golf ball comes off your golf club. They got to be, there has to be like giant fucking barricades, Oh, no, right? for sure, dude. Like solid cement pillars that they're putting in with like super high up caging. Because and... if, wow. I wonder if they're going to let people go on those like over the, the walkways. Oh, for sure, over. but they're going to be fucking packed, dude. <laughs> or expensive. Well, I think that's Make public. pay for it. I think it's public. Like 4th of July, been there on 4th of July. Those are fucking packed. That's where everyone fucking never stays been, at. Never been to Vegas 4th of July. Yeah. Pretty cool. Lots of fireworks. Hmm. All right. Well, this pod's been lingering on too long, Ty. That's all I got for you. <laughs> I will kind of forever disenchanted. Strange World. Strange World after that. Didn't even know it existed. Didn't either. Disney Plus. No, you didn't. I was telling you you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I think. Is I was Disney honest. Plus? Is it me? It's you... theaters. I don't know if it's also Disney Plus. I wrote Disney Plus, so it's Disney Plus. I don't ever make mistakes on the schedule. You know that. Okay. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.